And I'll never forget his girlfriend's reaction to this, but we got to me and he had not still not seen me. He had felt me. You you got to me like at door number three or whatever it was. And, and he was like, oh yeah, definitely not her. And you're like, well, why so sure? Something like that. And he was like, far too much technique. And <laughs> <laughs> his girlfriend lost it though. She was like, ah! because she was a very technical person. But first, a word from our sponsors. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Audio Desires, an erotic audio platform dedicated to giving you the best oral sex you can have. With hundreds of sexy stories in three different languages and a sleek user-friendly design, Audio Desires is the right fit to get you in the mood. Enjoy 50% off an annual membership or 20% off a monthly membership when you use promo code MANHORE at audiodesires.com. You know you've made it in entertainment or are on your way out when you're helping dicks get and stay hard. Give your cock a natural performance boost with our sponsor, Joy Mode. No prescriptions, no drugs. It's just like a pre-workout, but for sex. Get 20% off your first order at usejoymode.com slash manwhore. Again, that's usejoymode, U-S-E-J-O-Y-M-O-D-N-E, <laughs> and use promo code manwhore at checkout. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up, all you crybabies, baby daddies, the daddy doms, and the dommy mommies? This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Whoa, I blacked out last week. What happened? What did I say? I I forget. Hi. Hey, everyone. Woo-wee. How are you? How dare you ask such a question? <laughs> what you should be asking is, who's on the pod this week, Billy? And I can answer that one for you. Miss Alice Sinclair is on the pod this week. She's an adult content creator and also one of the participants, one of our wonderful oral volunteers for episode 400, Whose Mouth Is It Anyway?, one of my best episodes, I think. If you haven't heard it, you should go back, take a listen. Uh, I, you know, I try, I've been trying to just throw myself back into the work. Had a gig on Saturday in uh, in Maryland. It was a three o'clock in the afternoon gig. I knew when I put in through this booking agency for the gig, I knew it was a three p.m. gig. I knew that was a weird time for comedy, but they didn't say I had to work clean, so I was like, "Fuck it, let's do that." He gives me the address. It's just somebody's house. And I was like, fuck, what did I just sign up for? And like 20 minutes before the show, I get a call from the guy, one, the other comic who's going to do a half hour. Like I was going to do a half hour. She was going to do a half hour. That comic called and like had a COVID issue. So he's like, you want to do the full hour? 
And then I'm like, hey, by the way, what is this thing? He said, it's a 60th birthday party. Oh, no. Even worse, as I get into the door, I find out it's a surprise 60th birthday party. Oh, extra no. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Frankly, if I had known this, I, I wouldn't have put in for the gig because, you know, it's not like it was a ton of money. And it's not fun for me if I don't get to, like, at least attempt to do my jokes that I work on. And it's also all family. All there's Everyone there is either related to each other or is fucking someone related to the group. And I'm just like, you really want me to talk about cum in this kind of environment? I'm just standing in someone's living room. I, it, it, I felt like I was about to run an intervention. Just everyone go around the room and explain to Lucy how she hurt them. <laughs> I'm in front of the fireplace and there are these three large framed high school graduation photos behind me. Uh, of what I assume were like the three sons of the household. And it's like that classic high school graduation photo, you know, with the faded blue background, the type of thing you'd put in front of a casket when someone dies tragically young. Well, I said that, and then it turned out that one of those boys died tragically young. Yeah, people, that was like the third thing I said. And then, and then I still had to be up there for like another 45 minutes. They all just panicked. They were like, he didn't know. He didn't know. Let's just gloss over it. I'm like, I don't even know what happened. And fuck, I really want to know what happened. But I can't ask that. It's Lucy's birthday. Hey, tell me how your grandson died. Har, har, har. I got two like toddlers, like one and two year olds running around my feet, playing with a balloon while I'm talking about orgies. It's just, it's, it was an uncomfortable situation. It was so uncomfortable that but that by the end of it, when they handed me my pay, they gave me an extra $25. And I know it's not because I was like an extra $25 funny. Thank God there's this one woman who's like a big old hoe and she was like in her 60s and just <laughs> she's like, I am happily divorced. And I was like, you like younger men? She's like, so long as they got that up curve. And I'm look, every her daughter is like stood up and walked away from her. She's like, Mom, I can't hear about you with an up curve. <laughs> I told Brenda, hey, if they got a down curve, just roll over. It becomes an up curve again. Look at that. Uh, so, yeah, I talked a lot about dicks and jizz with a family that now I think is a lot closer than they were before. But that was a fucking horror show of a gig. But, hey, we back. We're back in the comedy. <laughs> Welcome back, Billy. I want, I want to thank uh, everybody who, who reached out in my various DMs over the past week with really kind words of support. Just wow. Uh, really means a lot to me and seemed like a lot of y'all could relate. So I thought I'd share a few of these uh, these messages I got. This first one from, uh, I don't want to mispronounce her name again, apparently, so I'm just going to call her Mama C, as she calls herself. Uh, Mama C writes, you are more than welcome to cry on my shoulder any day of the week, of the month, of the year. I was once in your shoes. The difference is I married him. I was 40 when I finally said I'd do to what I thought was the one and only man I would ever love. Today I sing a different tune because I'm over the top happy because I signed my divorce papers yesterday and I am a single lady now. Four years ago when we split up, my heart was broken which I thought was beyond repair. I could never love again like I loved him and the way he loved me. I'm telling you, save it for a Hallmark card. The best thing that man ever did was cheat on me so I could walk away from the marriage finally. It took four years to find his ass to get the divorce, but it only took 24 hours to get it done. Thank you, Jesus. 
Jesus, go find your Jesus. Go find the guy. Was Jesus like dog the bounty hunter with with divorce papers? Okay, I know it hurts right now, and I know it hurts really, really bad. Imagine waiting forty years for your person to spend the rest of your life with, only to find out it was a dud. You are a good-looking, very charismatic man with such a personality that's out of this world. Stop looking. My mantra. It will happen when it's supposed to happen, and when it's supposed to happen, it will. If I lived close to you, I'd give you a happy ending <laughs> just because I'm having a happy day knowing I'm finally single and you just need a confidence boost. Love you, man, and I look forward to hearing the show every week, and I will be renewing my yearly Patreon membership to your show soon. I know good things are going to happen to you because you put out the good vibes for everybody. Stay slutty, Mama C. Thank, thank you, Mama C, for the kind, kind words. One of the early comments on uh, on Discord came in from uh, one of our, our regulars, Cap'n Funkasaurus. He wrote, shit, this may be one of my favorite episodes, which y'all seem to really like it when I cry. I just have to say, when I put out something and I cry, y'all are just like, that was awesome. I'm like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> It's not common to hear someone convey the struggle of knowing they have to grow. Big props for allowing that. If it helps, my almost four-year relationship ended suddenly without much warning or reason, and I felt similar to you about finding someone else again. In fact, a lot of my time was spent trying to make my next relationship better. It's been a long time, but I realized that because she left me, I got into an amazing period of emotional and mental growth that I never would have had before. It's not fair this is how you had to fully realize you have an issue with a temper, but it's possible this could be a huge step in improving nearly everything about yourself. I didn't want to do better. I just wanted her back, like you want yours back. I could go on forever, but I'll just say this could be the beginning of being a person you're more happy to be. You don't have to stop being the man whore, but maybe you can be a better man whore. Thank you, Cap. Yoko Ono wrote in, lots of us OG listeners have been around for the best and the worst. I think you had said in your last episode something about how even at 25, you wouldn't say some of the things you do now. I've seen immense growth in your problem-solving abilities and choices and even coping mechanisms. I see this as a real quest for love still. Quests have twists and turns and arrivals and departures. You have to give yourself credit for putting in the amount of work you do to fully appreciate the compendium of emotions and reactions that come with relationships. There's people out there who put such minimal effort into a relationship and don't ever make progress and can absolutely destroy another human to the core. Don't ever discount yourself or your worth. I cried with you today. Hugs to you, my long-distance friend. Yeah, Quest got twists and turns, but I don't know. I kind of want to put mine on pause, to be perfectly honest. I like what... You know, Russ had to say here, uh, Russ F, you say you have a lot of anger, but I think what you really have is a lot of hurt and trauma, and anger is just how it comes out. Keep up that therapy, keep healing all that pain, and become a better partner, not for wallet, no lady, but for yourself. And that's that's the hard part, y'all. Little little fun codependent streak of just like, well, no, I'll be better so long as it's for her. Rarely do I think about getting better just for myself to get better. Uh, even with Megan, you know, with Miss Giggles, I, I don't think I wanted to be better, like to offer her some sort of big, better thing, but rather like I felt this, just the way she carried herself, I felt like a pressure to feel better. Like I have to be better or she will not put up with this bullshit. So even then it was like, I didn't want to like get better for myself. I wanted to get better to like earn my, my keep in this relationship. 
Um, but Russ is also right. You know, I, I got to do it for me. It's got to be for myself. Uh, Lena Liu on Discord definitely tapped into a, a particular part that I think is uh, interesting. Billy, the part of the episode where you referred to yourself as being an unreliable narrator resonates with me. I have a similar thought to what you expressed. The concept of different stories about the same situation both being true is possible. I call it my, their truth. It sometimes helps me to acknowledge the person could very well be being truthful on a conscious level, and their story is their truth. Anyway, I enjoyed the whole podcast today. It was hard hearing you hurting so much. I appreciate you being so incredibly vulnerable and sharing your journey with the world. Um, yeah, by the way, again, that movie, Life Itself on Amazon Prime, highly recommend Oscar Isaac. Gosh, I'll watch anything that dude's in. I appreciate that some of you appreciate the open emotion because honestly, for one thing, I've worn out my friendships. A lot of my friendships are like worn out on the topic of Wall Note Lady. A lot of them are like, hey, I'm here for you, but like I can't just like hear you complain over and over about this woman. Uh, I tap out. <laughs> so kind of y'all were y'all were the emotional reserves for me, you know, a, a place I could put that. You know, and there was some more, you know, a, a few people mentioned that they enjoyed the interview with doctors Nick Bayham and Nolan Higdon from the, you know, who wrote the podcaster's dilemma. Hey, I'm glad, I hope people checked out the, I hope people listened to the thing. I mean, even one of my, even one of my mods in the Discord server was like, hey, it's not me skipping the interview to get to the main segment. Nah, the interview was good. Here a couple dudes build me up before I share how someone broke my heart and tore me down. I, um, I'm going to be all right. Like I said, I'm just shoving myself forward, but I know she's hurting and it hurts knowing she's hurting, but right now I'm still trying to like prioritize my hurt, which means not rushing to take care of her hurt because that's not my job anymore. Emotionally, I'm out of a job. But thank you to, again to everyone who reached out uh, publicly in the Discord server or privately in my DMs or email. That was just uh, really kind. You know, if you want to jump in on the conversation um, or if you just want to connect with like-minded listeners, join us in the Champagne Room, our super free, super fun, super sex positive Discord server. You can share your breakup woes in the episode discussion channel if you want to respond to any particular episode. But we also got channels about everything. You know, we got channels about gaming, about music a channel just for pictures of your pets. Uh, we got a whole channel just for like sex toy recommendations. Uh, so join hundreds of whoreheads today at manwhorepod.com slash discord. And if you ever want to send me an email with your comments or your advice questions or what have you, you can always send that over to manwhorepod at gmail.com. All right. Carl! Carl, Carl, I'm yelling your name, Carl yelling, because I'm giving you a quick fan whore appreciation moment, shouting you out for supporting the Man Whore Podcast on Patreon. Hope you enjoyed that bonus episode you showed up for. Thanks for doing the right thing, supporting your favorite indie content creators on Patreon. And you too can become a member and receive a slew of great rewards. And you also get the satisfaction of knowing that you are supporting the arts. And hey, if you sign up for an annual membership, you do get a little discount. If you enjoy what I'm doing here, if you enjoy hearing a 
grown-ass man just openly weep in public. Uh, if you enjoy the conversations that I'm having here about sex, dating, gender, love, become a member today at patreon.com slash podcast. Of course, links are always in the in the show notes. We're going to enter a really woo-woo, soft, floaty, spiritual conversation with Miss Alice Sinclair. This is a very, very woo-woo episode. There's a lot of crystals going on in this episode. I think it's fascinating to hear how Alice blends power and trauma and sexuality as this philosophy on healing. Let's go have a chat with Miss Alice Sinclair. You know, over the weekend, I went to a, a, an afternoon hacienda party. Hey, let's uh, let's get over this breakup by going to a, a high-pressure group sex situation. Why not? And you know what helped give me the confidence to go to that party? My sponsor this week, Joy Mode. About like 20 minutes before I left to go to the party, I poured it in a glass of water, mixed it up. I just I slurped it up like my favorite electrolyte packet. It's like a pre-workout mix, but for sex. Joy Mode is a natural, science-backed sexual wellness product for the men's, right? It's like a sexual performance booster. And I went to the party, and I got to tell you, my blood flow circulation was good. My my jockstrap was filling with harder and harder cock. I just didn't sadly connect with anyone with whom to use this uh, this wonderful boner I had. And had I connected with someone, I would have been very prepared chemically to have some dope orgy sex. What's great about Joy Mode is, you know, there's no nasty side effects, no heart problems you got to worry about. Uh, It's not going to give you like an accidental four-hour erection. No blue tongue effect, if you know what I mean. Using Joy Mode, you'll notice better blood flow, better erection quality and firmness, and an increased sexual energy and drive, just like I felt at Hacienda on Sunday. So you want to spice things up in the bedroom and boost your sexual performance, and you want to do it naturally without nasty prescription jugs. Well, Joy Mode has a special offer for the fan whore audience. Go to usejoymode.com slash manwhore or enter code manwhore at checkout for 20% off your first order. Again, that's usejoymode.com, U-S-E-J-O-I-M-O-D, and E. I really wish there was one more letter in that name. How about I usejoymode.com, and that could really Mickey Mouse that thing. Anyways, <laughs> uh, usejoymode.com slash manwhore, 20% off your first order. You can thank me later. For now, I say, thanks, Joy Mode. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now let's get to the show. Oh, did I not t- he emailed me. He, okay, what do you say? He me like an update. He's like, I thought you'd want to know that like the non-monogamy with us is going great. And she's got like these lovers and I'm uh, going attending play parties by myself and trying that out. And we just wanted to thank you again for... And I was like, oh, we did a good thing. Yeah, that's it's the work. It's the work working out. Yeah, we put smut on the internet and it caused good in a relationship. That's that is entirely the work. 
that's the whole that's the whole Sunday right there. The dick sucking you did on Mike like helped a relationship. Ah, oh, I feel I feel so like nourished by this. It's amazing uh, how when you when you introduce uh, you introduce peace and you target you target fear as a friend mm. and a possibility. How. Uh, people can respond positively and it can create innovation. You're redirecting the energy of fertility that one might use um, to create something. And instead of that being taken from you or used against you, like we're accustomed and has been the case for centuries. That's a really lofty way to describe like four women blowing a guy on a microphone while another guy kind of watches and talks about it. (laughs) And that is so simple how we can redirect these things only now like a lot of people had to do nasty work for us to get to the ability to do this so i stand on the shoulders of giants i will say as i you st- <laughs> <laughs> i stand on, on the shoulders of giant sluts like myself yes yes <laughs> yes we couldn't always do these things but after um you know after all that work then it's like and now here's your cue in this long line of, imagine a theater reference, I guess. We do this cue and that cue, and the the energy carries forward, and you just, like, surf it. It's me getting getting really hippie with that. Uh, but that I'm, ugh, I'm just so happy about that because, one, it's it's cool to see a lot of, a lot of hard work actually go, go somewhere to, to create something beyond just some momentary pleasure like that's not the point this energy this energy is a superpower that we have forgotten because it's been cartoonified and taken away from us and misappropriated to perpetuate institutions that survive off of sucking the blood out of people i mean the blood out of people is a little i thought we were doing cum right right so the way we uh so think institutions like the Roman Empire, then the Roman Church, and then um, English landowners uh, way, way back before the Industrial Revolution, creating feudalism to extract people from owning the land and being in relationship with it and having the fertile energy go right into the the soil. There were, for example, um, heathen, and by heathen, I mean of the heath, of the nature of the farmland, community rituals where they would, um, they, they would, uh, slaughter some cattle and then you in a, in a very sacred context the the whole tribe would eat of it so nothing was wasted the bones would be used for practical tools mm. and the blood would be drained from it to mark everybody that was going to farm and, and commune with the land and then it was sprinkled on the fields to give it life be like this we're we're taking life we're putting it on the ground because if things don't come out of that ground at a certain point in time we're all in trouble so it was life and death and so it was like, instead of us dying, how about this thing dies and we have this relationship with it? Is is Alex's dick the cow in this example? <laughs> this is a wild tangent to bring. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is, is that the ritual? Is like <laughs> Right. So that that's where things started. And then the whole reason there's fear in these relationships around, oh my God, if someone else chokes on this dick... Is that going to destroy the bit of safety that these two people have found? If someone else enters into that, is it going to destroy what they have? 
a lot of people and a lot of institutions. You can Google right now. We'll tell you, oh, the, all these terrible things will happen if if a third person comes in and out. And at one point in time, that may or may not have been true for a limited amount of time. As a baseline rule, absolutely not, given that everybody can just have some transparency about who they are and what they're doing and what their intentions are and then make good up on all those things like we did. And so to bring it back to the couple. (laughs) If anyone forgot there was where we were in the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) To bring it back to the couple, a really fun afternoon neutralized whatever fear of the unknown Mm -hmm. that this couple had and having to do some distance and make that work and how do we arrange this and what's going to happen if question mark person and question mark person and question mark person interact with either one of them in the other person's absence what happens well Mm. they got to see in a relatively controlled environment and that took the fear away. Now we have knowledge and skills for how to do this. And we know that we're still the same people, maybe just amplified or transformed by the experience. And instead of fear, we have knowledge, trust, and power. And because of that, that energy of fertility, which they feared losing in each other's Mm -hmm. absence, they now get back. And they got more of it than they thought they had before. Mm -hmm. And after they did that, I taught her how to clutch some balls. You did teach her how to clutch <laughs> some balls. Miss Alice Sinclair, welcome back to the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> uh, you know, it was, it was definitely a pleasure to have you on last time. Uh, that was, <laughs> well, because it just sounds like, Billy, you didn't just like do a dick sucking game show. Like there was some kind of purpose mm-hmm. to it. The the secrets the behind the curtain, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so you actually, I... Mm, so to recruit for episode, I love editing. Mm-hmm. Um, back in, in the beginning days of this podcast, I would like things would happen. And I would just say, "Fuck it, we don't. I don't edit. I'm not. I'm not going to cut this out because I just talked about cutting it One out." Take. And then I finally, you know, grew up and edited like a proper adult person. And now this part will probably also stay in, uh, like my old immature self. But so if anyone hasn't heard episode 400, you may want to pause and go check that out because what we did was pretty fucking spectacular. Uh, the, the, the short version is I, I blindfolded a guy in a monogamous relationship and had him guess his girlfriend's blowjob out of a lineup. That's that, that would be the, <laughs> the elevator pitch of what we did. And Alice Sinclair was one of our uh, wonderful volunteers who helped uh, try to throw him off. And I actually posted in the Hacienda members group. Because if there's a group of sluts that I could like maybe rely to show up, I feel like it's the Hacienda folks. So I put a post and was like, hey, I need someone who's down to suck a dick and talk on mic and be fun. (laughs) And you were the first person to respond. Very enthusiastically. <laughs> like, hi, what's going on? Yeah, I uh, I asked for some clarification. You you said it much more, if at least my impression was, you said it more eloquently than that. And I was like, this sounds interesting. <laughs> I like that there was some mystery. There was a little competition. There was some um, theatrical value. And um, that there was also some healing to be, be done. There was a mystery to be solved. Mm-hmm. And I did also wonder how somebody that had never met me before, I don't think even seen me before, Mm -hmm. um, like first impression 
is the sensation of my tonsils around his frenulum. Um, like, what would that do? And how would I compete? Like, there were so many questions in my head and a tremendous opportunity <laughs> in a relatively vetted environment to uh, to enter into something like that. So I, uh, I, was, I was pleased with the result. Now, <laughs> what his response... Um, Y'all were chatting to, yeah, to recap, y'all were chatting about his impressions, distracting the poor man while he's trying to. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what do you think this person's GPA was in college? <laughs> I was very pissed off. That question. I damn near bit the damn thing off, to be honest with you. And then I realized that would be a felony. So <laughs> what do you say? Uh, I think a 2.9. <laughs> y'all were huge <clears throat> dicks, if you will. Um, yeah, I, I, I gave you the meanest look, I'm pretty sure. I really couldn't give him much of a look because that, that was a difficult angle. Um, I mean, but imagine if I asked that question when his girlfriend was, was blowing him. Ooh, uh, I could have caused a fight. Uh, he, she had an attitude of like of having something to prove. Mm, she was she was having to like compete with professionals, I guess. Yeah, and then if he also like uh, misguessed her GPA, oh, that might have been a, uh, That's an issue. a difficult question to answer. Yeah, me, yeah. he could completely, I don't know. And my, me and my pigtails could uh, say whatever you wanted. Before we actually did the event, mm -hmm. while I was uh, recording with the couple, you yeah. and the other volunteering dick suckers yes. uh, went out to like grab like lunch or drink together, right? We did. We went across the street, got Margs and um, like some tacos, and chatted. It was it was some girl, good girl bonding. And I th yeah, I think um, the. Uh, the partner of the Dick's partner, we'll call him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was not his name, but Dick's partner, uh, I, I think, settled in to like get some trust with us. And oh, right, she came and joined y'all as well. Yeah, which I liked because I I wanted to meet this woman also because um, women supporting women. You know, three hundred percent. I wanted to be about be about the process and do that. So. Um, yeah, we, we could create some healing. And I think that's where it started, to be honest with you, is we the men went away and we sat together as girls and be like, we got this right. And we started like some teamwork. So instead of being pitted against each other, which historically has been how women have had to behave, we aligned on this is going to be fun. It's going to be a discovery. This is going to be a game. We all win. The goal is just to uh, create healing and pleasure and things like this and um did anyone seem nervous i i th everybody was a little nervous i think she was the most nervous of the all girlfriend? yeah and i think there was a lot of um there was a lot of internal sense of like going against her the, the culture of origin and sense of propriety and like stepping out that's a lot of corpy sounding words to say how how do i be a whole person with an intelligence mm. and a body and physical needs and logistical concerns about living far apart from my partner and how we bridge those gaps. Also, these girls are supposedly good and nice and like, oh, and yeah. she. What are they going to be better at the? Right. Are they going to be better than me? Right. Is he going to? By the way, you kept talking about how like we did healing, but imagine if he guessed wrong. Because like the first three rounds, uh -huh. <clears throat> again, if you haven't heard the episode, episode four hundred. We did yeah. three round. We did four rounds with him blindfolded, uh -huh. just to kind of warm things up. So the first round was kind of just touching his body. Uh -huh. um, the second round was like kissing, like the neck and shoulders area. Uh -huh. uh, the third round was just 
balls, very a ball dedicated round. <laughs> do what you're gonna do with the balls, but we're just dealing with balls. Very important. Which is the only one he got tripped up on. It was the only one he guessed wrong. Uh, and then the fourth round was the actual like uh-huh. fellation, uh-huh. fillet the the, the blowjob <laughs> round. That was the ra- I'm not. Yeah, I should stop trying to uh, sound smarter than I am. Blowjob round. <clears throat> And he got them right on all three. But if he had gotten the blowjob round wrong, mm. I feel like that mm. would have been a very different post-game interview. Yes, yes. Uh, he, uh, he he guessed his girlfriend right. And I was clearly not the one. And I'll never forget his girlfriend's reaction to this. But we got to me. And he had not still not seen me. He had felt me um, a lot. But he had not seen me yet. And you, you got to me like door number three or whatever it was and and he was like oh yeah definitely not her and you were like why so sure something like that and he was like far too much technique and (laughs) (laughs) his girlfriend lost it though she was like because she was a very technical person yeah she's a very type a like i get i need straight a's type of vibe and and you but then you like tutored her afterwards which is so cool you just i did she was like can you show me the thing you did with his balls and then like he took his dick out and we're all we're all just hanging out in my room and he took his dick out and you Uh showed her how to do it and then she just started working on it Mm -hmm. well women supporting women like this is how to go like yeah i got secrets and also this is gonna be your your man and you're gonna walk away with i don't want him like you're gonna walk away with him so i'm gonna help you learn how to one keep him because he's gonna come back for that Uh that uh that nug tug if you will like he's gonna (laughs) Back for that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you have some sort of sexual Sherpa in your life who taught you technique like this? Mm, mm, this is a good question. Like a lot kind of here and there. I I am really thrilled to say that for the most part, all of my first times were very positively initiatory. There were a few where it would have been nice to have some hand holding, but that's not how life works. Um and because of that, I'm able to keep that in mind whenever I approach um, connecting with somebody. Because and I, because I had such positive first experiences with a lot of different things, I'm really um, and now like uh, my depth of experience with a variety of things, not just uh, not just cock swallowing, mm-hmm. um, is so positive. And deep that I love uh, helping people with first times. Mm. And then I can identify if there is, you know, you get to your 501 class, if you will, and you're like, I need that to be positive. This is complicated. It's it's easy for me then to kind of sniff that out. Like, what's going to be the, the most positive interaction for this? Who do I need? Mm. Who are my teammates in this thing that I need to learn? And um, and doing doing the competition really did help me do that. I wanted to be able to play in a group environment that had an objective that was recorded, some adult activity, some entertainment purposes, um, and I wanted I, I wanted it to have some healing benefit because ultimately this comes back to like a um, a spiritual practice for me, right? And it it mixes with some really uh, primal medical, psychological, emotional healing. It's all wrapped up in there. We as a species, my aside, uh, we as a species like to forget that we are just primates who are a little too smart for our own good. And that sudden shift in our line happened very suddenly. And we as a species 
zooming way, way, way out, have not had sufficient time to understand our own capabilities because they are mismatched with the other species that are around us. The other species are relatively uh, balanced with their instincts and their ability to understand those instincts. Ours are not. We forgot and then got further incentivized to divorce ourselves from our own bodies and our own agencies um, for a variety of reasons, which are not generally fun to talk about, but they do impact us on a day on a day-to-day basis. Tell us about one of those early first times that was so positive. Right. Um, I think the first time I was I was seen in a I was seen in a beautiful way where I had my I had my feminine energy really appreciated. It was like it was at a photo shoot in a dungeon. And uh, shout out to Anthelion if he's out there somewhere. Um, he's an artist and a photographer, speaks like six languages and, and has a great story. And um, anywhere he went, he had like a new skill. And But one of them was a very specific way of doing photography that was very immersive and otherworldly mm-hmm. and captured beauty that wasn't two-dimensional. It was very, it was almost four-dimensional. It gave you a sense of the the what a thing felt like in that room not just what it looked like mm. so this is one reason i love shooting with him and um that was the first time i had shown myself in a really feminine vulnerable way and it was in this space and um it was a really hot photo shoot normally you get in a photo shoot and you're kind of posy and it's kind of cold and it looks great mm. and the viewer has a good time the artists don't always and he made sure we had a really great uh fun time and so i felt able to be seen and powerful in this moment in a way that made me really hot and really safe feeling feminine vulnerable playful seen taken flexible regardless of my appearance and that helped me further step into who i am as a person later on Mm. we uh we played a little bit after um and that was some of the favorite she's bit. got a nice big smile on her face now we played a little really bit after around a little bit afterwards because uh, the energy was palpable and we were both libras that's a special headspace we're like aliens together we speak this weird language <laughs> like one thing i remember because after a while it was a blur <laughs> and we were surrounded by uh other other playmates who were very much in in a leather bdsm sense oh. this wasn't the room where you really um performed intercourse but it was where you would be changed energetically forever it was about power Mm -hmm. and it was really important that i learned about power and sexuality concurrently and then was able to blend them later on Mm -hmm. because people often mistake the one for the other which is a great segue but before we do that um in in the moment i was on i was like on a spanking bench and doing different poses on it. And I felt so vulnerable. I got to see myself in a different way that I had not seen myself prior. Mm. What was preventing you from seeing yourself in that light before? Um, I had to kind of appear as very controlling and very dominant and more masculine in my life to just get through life. Um, Because it was around a lot of really harsh energy that didn't value the rest of me. So I had to compete that way, as as a lot of women do. And um, I'm now trying to make sure I create a space where I don't have to be in my masculine in order to be effective. I can be in my feminine, my fullness, and my empress energy, and that is enough, Mm -hmm. and that is valuable. So, But at the time, it was not. So this is kind of my entry into, oh, wow, my, my 
my open, vulnerable, and power, powerful energy is valuable in this space. And he helped me feel that way. And he, uh, he instead of saying, instead of trying to move me around, he adjusted his angle and the way he shot me to to view me in a new way. So like he was he was laying on the ground, like almost leg in the air, like trying to balance in the shot and crafting the uh, the he's, lens. He's, he's getting really extra. With so the, extra with the angles. So because he got extra, I could be extra, right. and we like played off that energy. And I realized in that moment, I didn't know it at the time. But I realized in that moment, that is exactly the energy that I need in order to feel sexy and desired and powerful as I need that uh, playing off each other. Yeah. Um, it's hard to do it just like in a vacuum, like to have right. that another energy to be playing off of. Too. Right. That's why I love the way we we started the <laughs> Pepsi challenge, as you called it. Uh, I, <laughs> I, think I, I think I ended up titling it something else, uh, Whose Mouth Is It Anyway? Whose Mouth Is It Anyway? Just, just yeah. in case I ran into any copyright issues, I don't want to have to deal with Big Pepsi. Oh, I'm yeah. a big fan of Big Pepsi. Sure. Don't want to start beef with my favorite uh, Where, soft yeah. drink. Yeah, it's uh no, whose whose mouth is it anyway was apt. And yeah. That's why I love that we started it out with touch so he could relax out of his defensive space and to start understanding that letting our touch communicate this information. As him. opposed to like which was originally the idea and I yeah. realized this where where it was like, no, we got it. Puts he can't just be like, okay, let's do blowjobs. Like that's not gonna be fun <laughs> right. for him. That's not gonna feel sexual. Right. May not be able to quote unquote operate yeah um in that like high pressure environment right. and like okay let's introduce some rounds so like there's right. some way for him to connect the people he can't see right especially especially with cis men it's the blood generally flows <laughs> fun medical discussion the blood generally flows to one end or the other mm. and so that's why a man who's engorged will have difficulty with uh, high rational thought and uh, just operational things will be very, it'll be, have more tunnel vision than normal. Uh, and if, but if you're thinking, the blood will go up to the brain and not in the member. And then you'll have difficulty connecting and functioning because you're trying to troubleshoot. You're trying to look for predators. You're trying to assess this. And these are the two primal states. Yeah. Uh, so doing Fuck that, or run? Those yeah. Those are the states. Basically. Fuck or run? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> basically. Yeah. And so once I understood that about myself and my way but then in that this is a this is a big issue for uh cis men in particular because that's how cis men are conditioned to be mm-hmm. uh, and but we in, in order to have an effective thing i have to communicate to the partner that it is it is appropriate and safe and welcomed for the for the circulation to um go to this gear if you will we're going to shift to this gear and the revs are going to be like this to use a car reference which i'm sure all of our male <laughs> listeners love um if you don't i'm not sorry um so that there's that experience to go back to my first in this particular example that was surprisingly non-sexual it was all about power i got all of those permissions and all of that interface without um fluid exchange one hmm. After after we were done shooting, we still had all this energy, and we were up and buoyant and warm. And um, I 
because of how he saw me and how he lifted up my energy and made me feel beautiful, I wanted to give it to him. Mm. I, and like, I wanted to be taken. I wanted all of that. And that's not often a headspace I get into, <laughs> to be honest with you. I have to really have a lot of um, veils drawn in order to get to that space. And when I do, then it's, it's supernatural. And what, by the way, the shoot, this was professional. Is this for like person was like boudoir? Like this is like, oh, this is just for me. I'm yeah. going to hang this over my fireplace. Like. It, it was a little bit of both. It was kind of all at once. I wanted to see my girlfriend at the time uh, was doing a shoot professionally. And then there was an invitation to do more. They, the, um, the dungeon we were shooting in wanted more promo material. And then it was like, okay, now you can use this for your promo material. And so I was, I entered into the space like, saying checking all the boxes essentially and afterward um it was we got off this banking bench and we were talking and then i get some somehow i don't know how this happened there's a little bit of a blank space between being on the spanking bench and then being on the floor he had this very wide leather belt on um because he was a leather daddy and that's how you do and somehow it got around my neck and he's like using it like a leash behind me and then just putting my hips in a certain way and we're all just really enjoying this and that was the first time i'd ever felt myself taken in a way that my primal state understood and i felt protected in that place to where i didn't have to defend myself so i could put my sword away so to speak and i was comfortable with him having one how long had you been waiting and knowing you wanted to like experience that I imagine it wasn't like yeah. a revelation, like, oh, I like this. I imagine it was a, I've been waiting for this. Yeah, it was a combination of things. Like I couldn't, I guess the way my psychology is, is I, is I let myself think through things when I can, when it registers that I can have a positive response to this. Mm. So, so recently, I think it was in the, the few years prior, I was really exploring uh, my my relationship to BDSM and power exchange and healing my own sense of having my own power and my own sovereignty, mm -hmm. it all goes together. So that's that's why fast forwarding several years into the future, we're doing this. Um, I started with my full primal education being here's some here's some things the body does, and then here's some things that we as entities do, and sex and power are different and mistaken for each other. Sex is always power and power is always sex, but we often get them mixed up. Mm -hmm. um, like uh, if, if you if you look at some um, tantric methodologies, which tantric just means technique, but it is uh, something adjacent to um, Hindu uh, shakta, shakti practice. Um, it is it is the art and science of taking your kundalini or your chi or your prana and then directing it so as to heal yourself and empower yourself and when you do this to a certain degree you can do things that other people can't because they're leaking essentially and instead of leaking this essentially fuel that your body is making we use this to do things and to create change in the world we can start with ourselves and healing that and if you'll look all of the toxic systems generally will ask you to donate your chi to that or to disenfranchise you from that. I feel like I donate most of my chi to the floor under my desk. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you need to... The floor right. and the wall 
underneath my desk. Yeah. It's lot chi down there. <laughs> well, the the other word for it is jing. <laughs> oh, jing? Jing, not jizz, wow, it's but it's like jing. they're just trying to not say the words. Jizz, yeah, yeah. That's it's chi, it's jing. It's not cum and uh-huh. jizz. Okay, sure, why not? Why? <laughs> Look, I, I believe yeah. in this energy shit uh-huh. to this extent. Energy shit. But I have such an urge to mock it. Yes. Why? Yes. Uh, because people often can take a fancy word and make you feel like you can't have that thing when you already do have that thing, which is a basic, which is our problem with uh, institu- institutionalized religions that have passed their expiration date. So like when we've like texted and maybe it was like a little possible sexual flirty and sure. like yeah, yeah. you will infuse the spirituality part of it. Uh-huh. And when I'm experiencing it, I do experience it. Uh-huh. But when you're talking about it, yeah, yeah, yeah. gosh, I just kind of want to like say funny things about it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The, this, uh, we are sacred clowns, if you will. It's very important. It's very important to have the sacred clown role, which uh, throughout history, there's always been these people, which for whatever reason, their instincts, they, everything they are, who they incarnated mm-hmm. to be, cannot exist in uniformity. They must mock the uniformity and they are very important because if they we did not exist Mm -hmm. people would uniform themselves off a cliff and by and large do Mm -hmm. any anytime you have too much uniformity you create inbreeding this creates uh developmental issues this creates massive blind spots people won't see the iceberg and they will sink the titanic because they are just following tradition they're just doing well because so and so said so and why did so and so say that well because someone else said that and no one's thinking for themselves and being present in the moment mm-hmm. this is why i'm saying the the whole point of buddhism is to be present in the moment i'm not saying i'm a buddhist i'm saying they do some things really well one of them is attempting to be present in the moment and not being shook by uh, uh natural changes in the world or in yourself to just understand i am here and that is it and if you ever get away from that which mm-hmm. we do i have to come like my brain does a lot of things all at once and in order to make it effective and not just a bunch of static i have to pull myself back into the moment and one of the best ways of doing that is in order to keep living you have to breathe and oxygen continually has to feed into the bloodstream. Mm-hmm. When it feeds into the bloodstream, it gets pumped through the body. When it gets pumped through the body, and this is um, the blood, the pulse also, in order to be engorged and have a heart on, all the blood has to go there. In order to have good thoughts, that has to go into the brain and circulate. The oxygen has to go to the place, and I have to breathe into that. So in breathing, you center yourself in the moment. You you let all of the many thoughts go away. The ten the ten thousand things don't matter, and then you can, can truly connect with what's in front of you. You can genuinely feel pleasure. You can genuinely make one strategic action that is effective and gets you some return on that investment. But if you don't do that, where are you? Mm. A million places, but right where you are to be most effective. And so, when I was rapping my fingers around this gentleman's scrotum <laughs> and I was and I was pulling the the crown of his phallus and his frenulum into the back of my throat and then massaging it slowly. I was pulling him into the present moment because that's where I was. Mm. And if he was going to deviate from the present moment, he was not going to have a good experience. Uh, yeah, to make it a little more palatable to somebody who's like, yo, can I get a nut? Like, what is this? Um, yeah, I- you, what you do is someone will say like, hey, kind of horny. Like, 
I'm looking the nut. And you will figure out a way to like <laughs> accept that, but also get them reoriented to this more spiritual way of yeah, I don't know. Like, let me put it this way: when yeah, you yeah. when you speak back to me, uh-huh. I go like, "Oh, I I shouldn't hit I shouldn't hit up Alice if it's just a nut for nut's sake." Uh-huh. There's going to be some extra attached to this nut, uh-huh. and so I should respect that and only hit her up when I'm ready for such uh-huh. spiritual attachment to this nut for the royal experience. And then when it's like I just need a nut for a nut, like there's someone I can text exactly for the nut of the nut. Exactly. Yeah, I uh, the. The challenge for me is I was walked through all of this stuff to survive. Mm-hmm. And so now because I've been invested in, I got to give return on that investment. So even if I don't say a damn thing about it, it enters into the room with me. Mm-hmm. I can't avoid that because when I look at somebody at 10 feet away, I know every single thing that's blocked and broken with them. Okay. What's blocked and broken about me? Yeah. You really lobbed that one up there. So. <laughs> You walked into it. I know. Let's, it's, let's uh, see what you got. There's a lot of stuff you walk through. There's a lot of, the, you've you've had your own heavy stuff and you've just had to sit in it. and be like, well, I can't get out of it, so I might as well like draw on the wall with it. And, and uh, in order to make life worth living, let's find the humor in this. And then, wow, if I've had this experience, there's a lot of people else who have, they go talk to them and they're, and they're kind of sitting with it in their heavy place. So, Maybe I'll bring some humor in. And when you tickle people, sometimes they talk more. So uh, it's, it's easier to come to that place. And trauma is how the light gets in sometimes. Mm-hmm. So you've had your own stuff and you've had to develop layers of personality to meet each challenge. And there's a part of you that will rise to meet that and it'll go back in. And then you'll present this part of yourself to do that thing. There's there's stage comedian Billy, there's play space Billy, there's boyfriend Billy, there's horror Billy, there's like, <laughs> yo, I'm a I'm a Brooklyn dude, like gonna get it done, Billy. Like <laughs> there's scrappy Billy, you can burn the house down if you need to. Like it's a lot of Billies. And you just rise to meet the occasion is how I is how I meet you. Mm-hmm. And you've been able to meet me and and whatever You've met each of my masks as I presented them. Sure. Which, I've met yeah. Bukaki Alice. Uh-huh. I've met Chill Play Space Alice. Uh-huh. I've met uh, <laughs> Sex Educating Entertainer uh-huh. Alice. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently, I mean uh, California Cowgirl Alice. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've, I've met some Alices. Have you ever had a sexual encounter where they show up and don't realize the energy and spirituality you're about to bring to this encounter. Always. What What's a good example? Always. Um, well, play parties are kind of an easy, easy grab. Everybody's coming in. Um, <laughs> coming. Um, everybody's coming in fronting. Mm. Everyone is. And trying to appear sexy and not scared. But everyone is. Always. You were scared. <laughs> Wet last summer when you wanted that bukkake. I was. Which was in between when you agreed to do episode 400 and us actually doing it. Uh-huh. And you were just saying, like, I really I would love to have a, like, blow a bunch of dudes. This and is was, a great moment. And I was <laughs> like, we're at an orgy. Like, if there was ever a place you could get this is the a room. bunch of dudes, <laughs> this is the place. Maybe you could just go up to guys and say, hey, I'm looking to do a blow bang in like 10 minutes down in the basement. Uh-huh. Uh, if you'd like to join, please come down there. Uh-huh. And then uh, I and some other fellas went down there and you what blew like five of us. And yeah, 
Yeah, as I knew. But you but you were so nervous. Like, like the idea of just going up to people and asking seemed mm-hmm. like alien to you. Like when I said it, mm-hmm. I thought it was obvious. And you were just like, I guess I could. <laughs> I guess I could ask these dudes if I could blow them. Yeah. I had a orgy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, context. It was exactly the place that was outfitted exactly for these activities. They were not required, uh, but they were permitted and supported yeah. um, enthusiastically. And everybody who was in attendance was ready to enter into some kind of arrangement like that or to view it happening next right. time. But what, what what made you so nervous in the first place with all this spirituality and power and all right? that stuff? Why were you so like nervous to ask people if you could blow them? <laughs> I was practicing when I was preaching. So I was I was healing I, I was healing my own fear. Mm-hmm. So when I say like go in and, and be best friends with the fear in the place and then kink the shame, I was apparently practicing existential kink in that I, I had a fear and my fear was being surrounded by men where I was sexually vulnerable. Mm. And this is a primal fear for a lot of women. Um, and also primal fear for a lot of dudes in jail. Well, yes, that too. There's a lot of context in which this is a primal fear <laughs> for a lot of people. If you're seen as prey in general, people want to get out of the state. Mm-hmm. But as human beings in the, in the in the year 2022, we don't always have the words to talk about these things, and they're very important. Mm-hmm. So how am I supposed to go and, into a room and talk about these things and be in my integrity if I haven't if I haven't done that when I am presenting myself as somebody who's um a facilitator of healing um that includes sexuality and i and i have some english and non-english words for that um but i was there to practice that Mm. and it it was july 4th and for my own like artistic uh merit i was saying i was going to make a firework scene like i had i had these this uh vision in my head but here then we come down to here's a room of very motivated people to, to be in a place and now I'm having to sit with my shame and my fear. Mm-hmm. First, the fear of what we've described and then the shame of presenting myself as somebody who can do that and is inviting that. And then the um, whatever guilt to myself that has been assigned to me that then I have to say, I have to flip, imagine a coin in your gut and you have to flip it from tails to heads or whatever mm-hmm. and say, oh no, this is this is actually a good thing that I'm doing for myself. To put a little cherry on top, you helped me be able to put into dude speak, which is not something women... <laughs> Did help translate? Yes. For yes. you, for my people? <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of women would uh, um, <laughs> under certain circumstances raise their hand and say, I have no idea how to ask for what I want from men because I know how to say it in girl. But if we're only talking about, you know, men and women and but there's there's a million people in between also and the communication between the two languages can somehow be so strange. Like I've had more experience sexually with women than I have with men. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, this long into the conversation? (laughs) Surprise. I had no idea. I would have hit on you way less. Um I would I would have I would have uh, instigated just a few times less because yeah. I'd be like oh it leans more lady I don't need yeah. to <laughs> yeah yeah I uh, I like a goddess man I love worshiping um and I was I was initiated by women 
Okay. Yeah. Like full stop. My sexual experiences, I was initiated by women. And sometimes I prompted them. There were some things I learned on my own. Mm -hmm. There were some things I knew intuitively because I can read people. Like imagine you suddenly had to walk around the world with sonar. Mm -hmm. I do that naturally. And then maybe because I had poor eyesight earlier on in my life, I developed that instinctually um, because I couldn't just look 20 feet away and know what I was looking at. I had to feel it. So now that I have better eyesight, that plays very well to my advantage. Mm. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm psychic. Don't fuck with me. (laughs) (laughs) But So so you confronted the fear of like being surrounded by these men and by these dicks and doing this thing. Oh, five dicks in my face. Yeah, and (laughs) and flipping the coin. Flipping the coin. And and I take it, it was a positive. I after I nutted, yeah. I quietly departed because you had some others going at it. When when dudes start fucking face, I'm not a face fucker unless uh, someone says, "Can you fuck my face?" Okay. So so I was surrounded by like pretty aggressive dick energy, wow. and when I receive a blowjob, it's not my like first choice. Okay. Fair um. Right. And so I was just like, you know what. I'm going to get my cum out the way and I'm going to, you know, y'all do what you do. I'll do your thing. (laughs) Everyone did that. And I realized when I thought about it, I was like, they were being respectful, I think. Um, And trying to be courteous even. Um, Or just, I I was like, oh, they all left. Well, so five guys, like there's only so much I can do to help out. Right. Uh, You didn't, uh, you didn't like. Everybody was straight. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's also a matter of like, you didn't seem like you wanted us to like do anything to or for you other than like provide our dicks and our cum and our like safer energy, like cool. That was a negotiation. You know, there's, there's one, the not knowing what you needed me to do besides providing cum and dick. Yeah. And then there's also, (laughs) you know, there's already four other people. There's not a lot of space to kind of get your hands in. So I was like, I'll I'll fade out of here. (laughs) I'm going to be one less body taking up space. Uh, yeah i think i think one person that i had prior experience with like right. knew he could touch me and did so which um, i think I, I i noticed that and i think i yeah. asked you about that did you, I? Did, you did as a as uh, i think in the context of uh protecting me and facilitating a a good aftercare experience well i was like yeah and i was also like just curious because like i want to learn how like people's bodies work and like oh yeah yeah i'm still figuring out how mine works that's one reason i'm doing this many experiments Mm -hmm. so uh this is probably a good point to say that'll give context to uh my fireworks scene that we're discussing at length um my my measured entry into uh adult activities adult entertainment um, and sex education and facilitation of magical experiences, things like this, are are prompted by my own healing journey. Mm. And I have, when you've gone to hell and back, mm. and you went so far deep, you popped out the other side. Um, now there's still so much more to heal and to learn. And once you see things, you can't unsee them. Once you feel things, you can't unfeel them. And so now I I want to start practicing what I've learned with other people and go further. So had I had I sucked dick, worshipped cock before, yeah, I had, but not not at the scale, I'll say. Um, and so I wanted the challenge being, now I'm going to introduce power. Mm-hmm. Because when, uh, when it's one-on-one, and I have found when uh, – uh, a, a man's dick has teeth around it. There is this kind of understanding that we need to chill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, generally, that's that's been the case. Um, 
fit positive, negative experience. Like, mm, I didn't just want to sit there and and have my face fucked until someone came. Right. Because after a while, if there's no power, if there's no psychology going on, mm-hmm. I get bored and I'm just having to hold a position and in order to facilitate someone else's experience. And that doesn't necessarily give me the jollies yeah. that I want. There's so, also the power of like, you went off to go ask these people for what you wanted. Right. You're in control, even though once the scene actually happened, like right. you did not look very much in control. Right. You know, you were very much being taken. I was. But you're still in power. You're still in control. I was. My brain didn't know what that felt like. And so I needed to build a memory so I could build the dendrites in my brain that this can't exist and I can create this. And so that gave me power back by giving it, giving it up or letting it be held or held for me. It's like, oh, hold my hold my keys, hold mm. my hat, hold my power for a second. Yeah. By experimenting that way, you say you like have now laid down a framework so you could maybe do something similar yeah. in the future with less fear. Yeah. And do you think that's something more people could be doing with their sexualities? Yeah, absolutely. So um, to walk through the steps of how I learned this and how someone else could learn this, um, I knew I knew how it would feel. I was like, okay, here's here's the image that is it gives me some fear some anxiety and that was um feeling uh, surrounded by um sexually aggressive men who viewed me as the the target for their sexuality it was interesting because everyone was nicer i guess and kinder than i expected <laughs> well because i think that's also a product of where you were you were at yes. hacienda not like a nightclub right, right? You're with people who have sat through a consent workshop, people who agree to those like rules up front. There's also that social contract of like, even if someone doesn't like all those consenty rules, they don't want to not be invited back. So they will behave because they're accountable to the people around them and accountable to the organization. And if they're a guest, they're accountable to whoever brought them, which is why I'm not, I don't so loosely bring people I don't fucking know to, uh, it's a vetted room. Yeah. It's a vetted room. And so it's like, um, there's a lot of factors that will make uh, men in that particular basement at those particular events behave better than even they themselves might behave in other contexts. They're incentivized. Right? There's, <laughs> some of them might be shittier if there were less accountability, right? Possibly. Isn't that interesting how like that can, can play a role? If, right. if they were alone with you in a room that no one knew you were in versus in a blow bang that like 40 other people can also see happening – so this is a this is a disclaimer. For Did what I just say dis- should that be scaring people? I just I think I just realized no. what I said. No, <laughs> no, this is important because you should be accountable for. You should your only goes. hook up with men in group sex spaces in front of people. That's I think. Whoa, okay. I don't even. I I, I need to put this down. And, um, I don't know what I'm no, you're good. You're good on my end. No, this is important. Like uh, for context, because someone who doesn't know me. Um, doesn't know how strategic I was. Mm-hmm. I was ex- extremely strategic. I didn't go to a club. This wasn't on the street. This wasn't on Fat. Even being strategic, you were still nervous. Yeah, I was. Isn't that crazy? I you was. Probably at the safest place you could possibly be. I was. So I gave I gave myself all of that. Um, also, should be mentioned, I was a... uh, am was a staffed guardian at this event i literally had the power to evict anyone i wanted from that space given that they had you know crossed and and if they had i had sufficient evidence um and that was also a strategic measured thing i had so i gave myself all of the power that i needed to satisfy 
the me that had survived a bunch of terrible stuff. Well, you're making people heal by making them come. That's right. And and the world's better for it. That's um, right. Alice, so, yeah. you know, you you also do you do some adult entertainment. Yeah. Right? You're you're on the OnlyFans. I, or where where are what are you doing these days in that world? And then also where can people find you? Uh, yeah. if they want to appreciate your goddess energy if they want to to learn your ways I'm, they want to see your nut tug your it, your possibly patented nut tug somewhere <laughs> you know where where can they find it? sure i'm uh i'm on twitter miss alice sinclair and also uh only fans miss alice sinclair and um my only fans right now is free to subscribe so get on there and i'll be uploading that with some lifestyle content prompting prompting uh Something like mindful intimacy, because when you're mindful, you can maximize your pleasure. And if if you're not centered, then you can't calm as hard as you want, as, as hard as you can. Mm-hmm. If you rev that thing up like a Ferrari and you like keep it going and you keep um, for uh, for somebody's a jing, uh, if you keep that stored up, when you do release... It is you. You can seize for a second, and it can um, adjust different patterns in your neurology that um, that that were co-opted into harmful patterns that weren't benefiting you. And when when it sh- when it goes up into your into your mind, into your nervous system, and it it kind of shakes all that out. It's like ironing your shirt something like that and so because because you do that the rest of your life can be more streamlined so i'm trying to translate that into bro speak bro, uh, yeah yeah this is uh, very helpful yeah. uh is that like hey edging is healing for your soul yes okay great yes <laughs> then then i healed this morning uh for three hours so. healing for your soul your mental health uh, all of it like if you want to do the rest of what you do and you love yourself being able to do and all of your other activities, it behooves you to send that energy up and in mm-hmm. so that uh, you can you can make more money. You can be more influential. You can be more charismatic. You can have more people drawn to you that you want to be drawn to you. You can um, get into doors that you wouldn't otherwise be able to get into, all because the energy within you appears to be more valuable because it is wealthier in a sense. And this is the first wealth is your your sacral energy. So instead of just uh, blowing that willy-nilly, instead of blind firing, if you will, make sure it's on target every time. Well, careful, Alice. You're starting to sound, you almost sound like a life coach in there. Like, <laughs> you know, he's like, hey, yo, you could get richer. You can have more people drawn to you. <laughs> You're going right. to get more things in life. Just sign up for my course at $7.99. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, there it is. Well, once again, folks, if you haven't heard episode 400, uh, you can hear Alice be wonderful and uh, quite techniqued uh, <laughs> over there. And, uh, and, and go check her out on Twitter and OnlyFans. And Alice, you know, thank you so much for chatting with us. Uh, I'm glad I could catch you before you you depart to sunnier pastures. <laughs> and, uh, you know, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? Billy, it's always a pleasure. Until the next time, thank you so much. And to everyone, keep loving yourself. Keep following your pleasure. Keep following your inspiration. And be here now. <laughs> What did you think? What do you got? Was this woo-woo enough for you or was this a little much? How you feeling? Did you connect to any of this? Share your thoughts with fellow whoreheads in the champagne room, our super free, super awesome Discord server. 
I promise it's easier to use than you may think. Share what you thought about Alice Sinclair in the episode discussion channel at manwhorepod.com slash discord. Want to share your thoughts with me directly? Do you got a question? And you need some help? Want to give me a virtual hug? You can always email me at manwhorepod at gmail.com. Of course, uh, I very much love it when I see y'all sharing the Man Whore podcast on social media. Really helps grow the podcast audience, especially in such a sex-negative, sexually-censored internet landscape. Your help sharing the show goes a long way. Don't forget to tag me when you do it. I'm on Twitter at TheBillyPresida. I'm on Instagram at BillyIsPresida. I'm even on OnlyFans at OnlyFans.com slash CallMeBilly. Want to support the podcast? Don't want to see nudes? That's fair. You can support me and my work on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. And you don't, if you don't like monthly debits, you don't like the Patreon model, I got my Venmo and Cash App are in the show notes, my Amazon wish list in the show notes. Basically, you know, you want to you wanna get in touch with me or you want to give me something, always go to the show notes. I got you. Gonna gonna put this mic down. Gonna jump into therapy and find out if I should open these uh, seven Instagram DMs, twelve text messages, two missed calls, uh, and email <laughs> that I've been like really steadfast in not opening. But I'm gonna uh, just trying to heal people. Just trying to heal. Just trying to heal without bad mouthing an ex. I'm trying to. I already had two podcasts reach out. I was like, hey, you want to come talk about the breakup? I'm like, I don't want to shit on her, man. We're just trying to, we're just trying to get better here. Andrea Allen was disappointed. I didn't want to do a hot mess about the breakup. <laughs> as soon as I was like, ooh, that would be a boundary. She's like, I'm actually, I see you, you shit kicker, but I love you. All right, everybody. Love you all, too. Thanks for loving me. Stay slutty. <laughs> It's the vibrator that has no equal. And now, Motor Bunny offers their thrusting sex machine, the Motor Bunny Buck. Enjoy a fan whore discount at manwhorepod.com slash motorbunny or use promo code manwhore at checkout.